You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 114, The Holidays Look Different in Our House. Well, hello there, my friends. Thank you for coming to hang out with me for a little bit today. I always appreciate the fact that you take time out of your day to come and listen to me. So on today's episode, I'm I'm kind of going to piggyback off of last week's episode where I talked about the holidays and basically giving you permission to do the holidays however it works for you and your family. And above all, reminding you that there are no rules that you have to follow and that you can say no and create boundaries that make your holidays easier for you and your families. You know, sometimes in our autism homes, the holidays are as stressful as they are joyful. But much of that comes back to you and how willing you are to do things differently. So today I want to transition into our kids receiving gifts, right? And how that can look different for all kids, but especially for our children on the spectrum. Giving and receiving gifts is a life skill. I get that. And I am all for helping them build that skill. But depending on where your child is, emotionally, intellectually, that's going to look different for all of us. Most people assume that everyone enjoys receiving gifts, right? Especially kids. But if your child exhibits more stress and difficult behaviors when they receive gifts, maybe it's time to try something different this year. You know, I spent way too many years expecting Jordan to show his excitement in a way that I believed was appropriate and how I thought he should. And I remember being so disappointed so many times when he did not react to his gifts the way that I thought he should. Once again, there I was not allowing him to just be who he is instead of trying to make him fit into what we see as normal or typical. What if instead of following traditions or having unrealistic expectations, you explore ways to help your child learn to enjoy these special times? If you're anything like me, you know, you have likely witnessed your child receiving gifts that, you know, it seemed that they didn't have any interest in them, or maybe they even became upset because they didn't get what they really wanted. And maybe she thought that, you know, Papa should have known what she wanted instead of what he got her. I've been there many times through the years. And no matter how much we practiced and 
did social stories about receiving gifts. It just didn't always end up how I envisioned it. So yes, while social stories can be helpful and teaching our children the importance of being grateful and saying thank you, all of that is important. I just want to remind you that your child or children will not always act or react the way that you hope. And that is where your work comes in. You have to be willing to accept that instead of being, you know, continuously disappointed, you have to embrace this different parenting journey. I talked last week about, you know, how our family ditched the typical each person opens one gift at a time. You know, we did that early on. And, you know, I just can't even tell you how many times I've laughed when I hear somebody talking about practicing the ritual of taking turns opening gifts so that your child learns to wait his turn. And I say that not because you should not do that if you want to, but what I can tell you is for us, what I have learned is that you have to choose what's important with your family. And for us, making Jordan go through the excruciating anxiety of waiting in that specific situation was just not worth it for us. But maybe it is to you. And if it is, then try it, practice it, and take away whatever works for you and your child. You can write social stories, you can role play. I just want to remind you to also include what is appropriate when they receive a gift that they don't like. Because that's a situation that you want to be prepared for. Let's talk about age-appropriate gifts, right? (laughs) They can also be a big problem for the gift givers in your family because our children often don't fit into that category when it comes to their likes and dislikes, not to mention their special interest. So, Even though they're 12, they might still like dolls and they aren't into fashion and makeup yet like their peers are. Or maybe someone tries to buy them something related to their special interest and they get them a gift that they already have. And from experience, let me tell you, that is no fun when they open it and say to the person who gave them the gift, I already have this train or this doll. I think it's important to not leave gift giving from your family open to random gifts. Take the time to communicate with the people in your life who will be buying gifts for your child because taking the time to do that ahead of time will make gift giving and receiving so much better, not just for your child, but also for those family members or friends who are giving them the gifts. You know, let's talk about gift wrapping because, you know, while unwrapping gifts is part of the process of basically it's the process of pleasing the person who's giving the gift, right? Our kids often struggle with unwrapping and let's be honest, for many of them, it just isn't fun because many children on the spectrum like to be in control of their world, right? So surprises are generally not well-received or fun for them. So if that is your child, remember from last week when I told you that there are no rules? 
some autistic children may become upset when given a wrap present because they don't know what's inside. They might even not want to go near it because of their anticipation of what might be inside. Some kids do better with unwrapped presents, so they know exactly what it is and there's no surprise. What if you wrap them in, you know, that clear cellophane so they could see it? Or maybe you just leave their gifts unwrapped. Just put them under the tree without being wrapped. I feel it. I can feel your skin crawling at just the thought of that, right? Because it's so not typical. Our families are not typical. And sometimes, Mama, along this journey, you have to be willing to do things differently. Maybe that would ease their anxiety. And even though it likely won't be as exciting for you, are you willing to make it easier for them? Think about how our kids are already overwhelmed by the million unwritten social expectations and rituals when it comes to socializing. And then you add in the holidays and they might not be able to process any of it. The extra demands of the holiday season can be exhausting for our kiddos and having to be around people, whether that is family, friends, or maybe even your coworkers at a, you know, a holiday party who they aren't familiar with, not to mention your expectations of them in those situations can send them over the edge. Unfortunately, society has made us expect people to act in a certain way when we give gifts. And, you know, isn't it funny? Because while it isn't really about the gift, it's more about the reaction we expect from the gift giving. Think about how you feel when someone opens a gift from you and you know that they are so happy and they're so grateful for your thoughtfulness. It's their reaction that makes you feel something, right? It's your thoughts about how they reacted that make you feel so good. It isn't the gift itself, which is why it's difficult for us to accept that our children might not react in the same manner when they open their gift from grandma or aunt Shelley. What I have learned is that for many of our children on the spectrum, just the expectation of a specific emotional response causes them stress and anxiety. You know, if you're anything like me, you've tried to explain this process to your child umpteen times, maybe just being met with a blank stare. And honestly, here is where the challenge comes in for most of our kiddos. It's the unspoken rules of gift giving. Even if you don't like the gift, we are taught to act like we like it and we appreciate it, right? We have to pretend, which is why I mentioned earlier about practicing getting a gift they don't like. Think about it. That's a big red flag for our kids who are often black and white thinkers, and they're very literal, not to mention the acting or pretending part is likely a really far reach for them and something they just don't have the skill set to follow through on. But for us, their parents, 
and our extended family even. We often make our kids' reactions mean that they're ungrateful or rude or they're being disrespectful. But is that really true? Are they really ungrateful or do they simply not have the ability to show their emotions and act in the way you think they should? Because the truth is that he might really like his new toy or even love it, but maybe she doesn't, she just doesn't have the emotional capacity to show it the way you or grandma or aunt Shelly expects her to. You know, I just want to add this really quick because I didn't talk about this last week, but what about the focus on food around the holidays, right? And many of our kids have a preference for sameness in their food choices. So when there's an expectation to eat and appreciate Aunt Sally's fruitcake, that likely won't end well, right? Maybe your child just doesn't like fruitcake. And guess what? She might never like it. And that is okay. I just want to, I want to encourage you to allow your child to be who they are without trying to have them conform to what society or your family or your parents think they should be. You know, he should really eat Aunt Sally's fruitcake because it will hurt her feelings if he doesn't eat it. Your child not eating Aunt Sally's fruitcake should not have anything to do with how Aunt Sally feels. Let's just hope that there are plenty of other family members who will happily eat the fruitcake. And if it makes you feel better, you can let Aunt Sally know that it isn't personal. It's simply his or her way of experiencing the holidays in their own way. And liking fruitcake doesn't happen to be part of it. So a few episodes back, I talked about um, waiting, right? And immediate gratification. And this is a perfect time to give you an example of that. And that is gift cards. Because oftentimes our family and friends may choose a gift card for our child because they just don't know what to get your child. And unfortunately, when our children do not receive a tangible gift that they can play with or hold or watch, it may be met with, you know, disappointment or they're upset because our children don't always understand abstract concepts and of a gift card that they can use later to buy something they want doesn't give them that immediate gratification that they're expecting from opening a present. And I know for us in years past, my family would often give Jordan, you know, iTunes gift cards or Nintendo gift cards. So you know what I learned early on? <laughs> to be sure that whatever gift card they were giving him, that we had that device with us. And yes, we learned that the hard way because we didn't have the Nintendo with us one year and it didn't end well. <laughs> so if that is a possibility... Make sure that they have the device with them so they can use the gift card right then to play the games or watch the videos. And if you haven't listened to episode 109 on why waiting is so hard, I'll put that link to that episode in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, it's a great episode to listen to because, you know, waiting is often very difficult for our children. 
Another thing that I see a lot is that toy companies often promote toys with bright lights and loud noises, which in our homes can be a recipe for disaster and a sensory meltdown. If that is your child, I recommend that you make sure that those who give your child gifts know this in advance. You know, like I talked about earlier, you can even send them links to toys or books or puzzles that your child would like. Before I close, I want to leave you with this. As not your average autism moms, we focus on accepting life as it is right now. And basically what that means is that we have accepted what is. We have developed a level of patience and an understanding and an appreciation of where our child is and what they can do instead of focusing on their deficits. You know, Jordan is 26 years old. And you know what? I got him a Nintendo shirt for Christmas. And you know why? Because he loves Nintendo. Regardless of the fact that Nintendo is for younger kids, he's our t-shirt guy. And I know he will love that shirt. Each of our children have individual characteristics. And while the holidays and gift giving and receiving may not be what you imagined, like so many other things along this unique parenting journey that we are all on, it's important that you don't get fixated on how things should be or what normal looks like. And instead, accepting your child and your family as they are. And most important, being willing to do the holidays different and in a way that works for you and your family without worrying about what anyone else thinks it should or shouldn't be. It's our job to provide our kids the tools they need to succeed and helping them anticipate changes and reducing their anxiety are part of that. Remember, they count on you to be the one who helps them feel safe and secure. All right, mamas, that is what I have for you today. And hey, if you haven't taken a quick minute to leave a podcast review yet, please do. I have so many of you that leave us comments or email us and tell us how much value you're getting from the podcast. So if you could just take a quick minute and leave a review on iTunes or your podcast app, that is how our podcast reaches more moms just like us. And as you go into the holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate, I want to encourage you to be willing to do things differently and to make your own traditions this holiday season. And above all, remember, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom community. That is where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And if we're not open for new members right now, be sure to join the waitlist so that you'll be the first to know 
when we do open. We hope you do. We'd love to work with you inside.